dogs. Welcome back, Dog Nation. We are post-Super Bowl as Matt Stafford, former and forever in our hearts, Bulldog, led the charge. Yes, sir. Took the Rams all the way to the championship trophy. We are Keegan and Cheeto, and we are back to break down the Super Bowl halftime and a couple of UGA updates as well. Cheeto, how do you feel post-Super Bowl? Was it all that it was cracked up to be? It's a pretty good game, man. I I thought it was a good game. And initially, my takeaways are that the Rams, though they won 23-20, to the Rams could have got beat in this game. They could have gotten beat. I thought they were going to win. But uh, talking to people, both sides, fans of both sides, I really didn't know. Because, again, for the Bengals to have struggled protecting Joe Burrow, as often as they have, and for them to still be able to beat the Chiefs. Again, we talked about the game against the Tennessee Titans, giving up nine sacks and still winning that game. That does not happen. And Mm -hmm. it came to fruition that they lost this game, giving up seven sacks, but they lost by a field goal. So if they address those issues, um, I think they're going to be a team to be reckoned with in the AFC. And as far as the Rams, after OBJ went down, I felt like their offense stalled a good bit. Um, and Matthew Stafford, as good as he's been, you see why people aren't so high on him. You know what I'm saying? The numbers mm-hmm. in that offense, yeah, they were fine. But and the interceptions weren't really his fault, right? So one one was tipped and intercepted, and then one was like, you know, a chunk to the end zone, kind of like a, a backyard football play, which is pretty much a punt. So his interceptions were safe, but his stat line wasn't crazy. He made some great throws, especially that no look pass. I thought it was awesome. But wow, uh, close yeah. game. I, I love the competitive competitiveness of it but i know the rams are celebrating but like listen it was a lot closer than it than the numbers really the numbers even indicate how close it was so it was close it was just close game yeah three or four more plays go in the Bengals favor they definitely could have won the game you know they had a a few calls a few just plays that they didn't execute on they, they were they had like put themselves in the position so if they did execute you know we might be talking about joe burrow and the Bengals. No, thank uh, God we're not. Week, so. They love Joe Burrow. <laughs> they love Joe Burrow already, which is fine. But like, goodness, they're they wearing that out. They're wearing that out. Uh, that is true. I mean, he's he's earned it. The hype train is real. Joe Burrow, he's exceeded very high expectations of him already. So, and coming back after a pretty major injury too, to to be Facts. able to do it in that fashion, you know. So. Facts. He's, he's earned the hype train, but, you know, there's a lot of good quarterbacks in the NFL right now. It's a young quarterbacks league. Uh, you know, there's still some perennial vets, but a lot of those guys are are retired. In the last few seasons, we've seen like eight or nine potential Hall of Famers leave the league. Um, so Joe Burrow, to me, is just the face of the of the youth movement, and he kind of is the the next in line. Uh, you know, if, if Patrick Mahomes is a senior and youthful quarterbacks, he's maybe a, I guess he's a sophomore or whatever. So that's kind of how that breaks down for me. But I watched that game 
I'm not gonna lie. I fell asleep on the Uh-oh. on the last drive, and Uh-oh. I woke up confused. Uh-oh. I watched I watched the highlights. I'm not gonna I'm, I'm gonna be honest. It's kind of funny, you know. You get all hyped up for the Super Bowl, then you sleep through the last drive. But Matt Stafford doing it to it like that. Cooper Cup coming through. What a freaking season Cooper Dude, Cup is. Triple Crown. Dude. That is crazy. Like I mean. His story is wild too. You know, he's kind of overlooked. He goes to like a, a small school. I don't yeah. remember the name. Yeah. Because I'd never heard of it before. So, you know, and to and to overcome injury and everything that he's done and then be Super Bowl MVP, really the only guy, not a quarterback, who had a chance at MVP this season. So he had an amazing season, really capped it off well. And again, that triple crown for, for those That's, who aren't aware what that is. That is to lead uh, the regular season, uh, I guess maybe even postseason, just the whole season, but in yeah. receptions, yards, and touchdowns. And touchdowns, yeah. And touchdowns. That hasn't happened since 2005. And the names on that list, um, some you're familiar with, some maybe less so, Jerry Rice, an all-time legend, an all-time legend. Sterling Sharp, Shannon Sharp's uh, brother, older brother, for those of you who oh, wow. know Shanning or watch Undisputed or whatever. And then Steve Smith, uh, Carolina Panthers. I'm sure that's when he did it. So um, some rare company. And then to get the MVP, that's that's Randy Moss uh, S air he's breathing now. And for somebody to come out, like you said, underrated and to make it to that point is, is crazy um, and deservedly so MVP. Aaron Donald also deserves a nod or an honorable mention because although he only had two sacks, he literally changed he literally changed the entire game plan for the Bengals. Their yeah. offense is uh take deep shots, really bring the top off of, of you know the back end of a defense, safeties and corners. They had to get the ball out so fast. Joe Burrow has not had an early release that fast in any game this season. So, I mean, you're seeing him double team, triple team. That you literally can't do anything because he'll kill you. Uh, shout out to Leonard Floyd as well, who got a sack and Von Miller. So the entire defensive line, like I told you, Sean McVay was probably riding them, and they were they changed the entire game, the completion of the game, and it got them the dub, even though it was a close game. Um, and and both both teams struggled to run, so I just wanted to point that out. The Bengals probably should have ran the ball a little bit more, but you know you can't really your first time in Super Bowl, you're just trying to get by with whatever you can. Um, so they gave they gave their effort, but that defense was well, just too much at the end of the day. What what did we say in the last podcast? We said you know it, it's a shootout. Uh, you know, we think Joe Burrow and those guys have a can chance. hang in facts. And, yeah, and and if it's a defensive battle, it's probably going to favor the Rams. Yeah, five plus now, more sacks. I go, I go in Rams' favors for sure. But you know, I didn't, I didn't see it coming out as much of a stalemate as it was mm-hmm. uh, overall, or just especially at the beginning where you know the, it was more, it was more the Bengals game if anything. If you had to pick one, yeah, you know? yeah. So I, I was impressed overall by how they were competitive it was a pretty entertaining super bowl i was a little disappointed i missed that last drive but watching it all happen in slow motion i guess was pretty gratifying too so true but let's talk about what the people want to talk about you know it's talking about legends talking about hall of famers (laughs) let's talk about that halftime that halftime i think the millennials millennials just got a huge win like if you got if you got some cds hanging around your house somewhere cd case or, you know, you got a stereo. You remember those days burning CDs? Like, that's how you get music, man. For the millennials, yeah. bro, that was a huge dub. That was uh, nostalgia. Really was. Nostalgia on 10, bro, on 10. 
And that was the first time the, you know, the whole halftime had been like a mostly like, I guess, rap oriented big performance. Time. Big time, big time. Know? I know it's which, Black History Month, but is, I mean, that was due, I think. Uh, that was due. That was uh, that we should add that 15 years ago. Atlanta know, should have done something like that, to be honest. No disrespect. Big, exactly. I love Adam Levine and Maroon 5. Like, I, really, I do. But at the same time, you have these you have these artists in Atlanta. Come on. You, yeah. you, you got to, bro, show some love to the city could, and to the you culture. You could have done a, a whole variety show. Yeah, you, know? you can do so a many good artists. Exactly. That, like, that's so many good all, artists in Atlanta. That was all Hall of Famers up there. I mean, Dre. It really was. An absolute legend. And you saw them bowing it, down to him at the end of the show. I mean, all of them mm-hmm. can credit a big chunk of their career to Dr. Dre. I think they would openly say that. You, you've got yes. Snoop. Uh, smoke, smoking pot before he gets up on stage. Everyone's like, oh, how dare somebody who smokes pot before everything he does <laughs> smoke pot before he does something. Like, bro, it's Snoop Dogg. Like, did you not know? Or... I saw... I saw someone say on a comment and it had gone viral. They're like, I cannot believe he would do something like that. <laughs> you, know he, what I'm he, about? you lost that. It says you lost a fan, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, the, and the way he was hitting it too, like, you know, he just, you know, like looking up, but like, I mean, right. Snoop, like, <laughs> what, what do you think he's about to take a little edible? No, bro. He's an OG. He's been the, he probably had it rolled right before the right before he got up there and burned one down. Like, come on, man, quit playing. I love that shit. That's Snoop. I love it. But that, yeah, and then MJ, Mary J. Blige, uh, I think really underrated uh, for those who aren't big fans of hers. Her her Dude. voice, her voice is top tier. I won't put her right there with Mariah, but but she she's got pipes and she's really killing it right now in her acting game as well. For those of you who watch Power, she is Monet on um the newest se- the newest two seasons of power which is focused on Tariq which I'm sure the actor who plays Tariq was probably freaking out especially when 50 cent dropped down and the 50 cent content is way better than the Snoop Dogg stuff too. <laughs> now it's turned into people commenting on his weight which dude's been eating good and then it's like a body shame and this all like don't body shame Ooh. and to be honest like it's funny a lot of people who are making fun of 50 cents weight like you go back to 2003 and look at you now let's see how you let's see how you stack up <laughs> you know what i'm saying like, <laughs> yeah that's what let's I'm see saying. how you stack up you know if that's you want to be I'm honest saying. but yeah he's he's rich man now, doing tv fit, fit, he's eating good the, the, uh, yeah the the he he seems to have plumped up a little bit. That fifty <laughs> performance was like it was really good, solid, and the the, the way they dropped him in there was Bro, awesome. It's nostalgia. But Some people all, are like, why do they have got, him upside down? That's how the music got, video went. Yo, if I got one comment, yeah, if you didn't know that, that that's why the music video that that song hit on, and honestly, had a big part of why that song was so big because it was at the height of TRL. Yeah, music video releases were yes coincided directly with the charts i mean that's it's a, a hall of fame video now, that's a hall of fame for video, sure hands down so great homage the one comment criticism if there is one like the way that his necklace was like blocking his face <laughs> like, yeah, dude. we didn't it just looked so stupid like it looked kind of like he, he's struggling bro he either needed like a smaller necklace or just like no necklace because it's like I, it's like he get, it, get, it became a distraction. He's Bro, like give me out the clip. I'm dying in the clip. Like he's <laughs> he looked like all the blood, all the blood was just rushing to his face. It's like how long did they leave him up there before they started like, the show? Like get me out of here, man. For real. So I mean, I was I was happy to see that he made it through that. Did you have a like a favorite performance of all the all the different acts we saw? Um. So, I. 
I, I don't want to be a prisoner of the moment. I know a lot of people really love, I, I like a lot of halftime shows. I know Prince was huge for, you know, that generation and, and that crowd, Prince being a Hall of Famer himself. Um, I, I really like this one. I think I like this one the most just because, again, it's it's music that I know, artists that I know. It was um, so many of them. I didn't have to pick just one, uh, you know, with Eminem up there, a.k.a. Tommy Whoa. Egan or Frank Crossgrove Jr. And I just really enjoyed it. And then Kendrick. Kendrick's already on my Mount Rushmore, Mount Rushmore of uh, artists as it is, especially currently. So um, I don't know. I'd have to go back and look, but this one's going to stick out to well, me see, for a long time. Well, well, I was really wondering about like this one and just if, out of all the people we saw at this one, who did you like seeing the most? Did you have a number one out of all the performers? Yeah, for Kendrick Lamar, for sure. For me, Kendrick, Kendrick Lamar, okay. hands down. Uh, he's the youngest of the okay. bunch. He's the youngest of the bunch. But again, right now, for me, uh, if you know me, I'm really big on Kendrick. Uh, I love J. Cole. Uh, and then, you know, Drake and Wayne kind of grew up with those guys. So he's he's got a spot on my Mount Rushmore. So for me, the Kendrick thing was okay. – drew me to the yeah, halftime I to begin with. I thought so. I thought the Kendrick was the coolest out of out of all of them, and uh, Mary J. Blige maybe had the most passion. Yeah, yeah, I loved MJ. She'd get she'd get she'd get the passion award, and then if I decided to go to like to uh, sound mo most like the CD, I'd go Eminem. Yeah, Eminem, so, and he had Anderson yeah, Pac up there with him. That lose yourself was yeah. Crazy. That that was really cool. That I was, was really cool. That one got me up the most. You know what I'm saying? That was the most energy for me. That that song in itself will do that to me every time. So, man. So overall, damn good Super Bowl. We wanted to make this one a short one, but the UGA news isn't done, and the debates have sprung from this victory. Now, Matt Stafford is knocking on the door of you know we talk about legacies, we talk about legends. A lot of people are asking, is Matt Stafford a Hall of Famer? A lot of people are saying he's not. A lot of people are saying he is. Cheeto, what's your take? Okay. Let me let me take away all the bias that I could possibly have, and let's stack him up with somebody else who's also debated as far as Hall of Fame goes, Matt Ryan. For me, I up to this point, I do not think Matt Ryan is a Hall of Famer. Why is that? For me, it's it's the ring. A ring puts you in a, a completely different stratosphere, but a ring is not everything because you're not, you know, if you won the MVP and got the ring, that's then, yeah, that's almost automatic for me. But Matt Ryan has better numbers than Matthew Stafford. He's also been an MVP. I think he's got more Pro Bowls, um, more just general accolades, right? But also Matt Stafford was with the Detroit Lions for a long time. As soon as he goes to a competent team, he wins the Super Bowl. Not all his doing, but the fact remains. So as of right now, for those making the arguments, I would say I'll say no to both of them. I think if Matthew Stafford's uh, career projects out the way it is, he'll finish top 10, top five in almost all the major categories. Now he's got a Super Bowl ring. He's got the best chance of the two to be uh, a Hall of Famer, in my opinion. But I'll say right now, for the sake of argument, no to both, to, to be fair, to be completely unbiased. That's what I'll say. Well, what say, what say you? What say I? I think... I think they both could be. I think, you know, Matt Ryan, if he finished strong and maybe had at least another Super Bowl run and another MVP-like season, which would be hard to do, is get him getting older. But, you know, maybe he could make a push for it. I think for Matt Stafford, um, you know, he's – I think the Rams are going to be right back in it next season. I think if they have a good offseason and make some good moves with the roster – I think they are going to be right back in this thing for at least the next couple of years because they really are loaded 
we'll see how they manage the roster. But that being the case, I think Matt Stafford, as of now, no, I agree with you. But, you know, next couple of years, I think uh, Matt Stafford has a really good shot at some, being in that conversation. Because sure. two things that stick out to me, um, he's been in the – top statistical categories many years yeah. he, he's he's been a even leader. on a bad team and he's yeah. even on a terrible team and not only that he had you know two of the greatest receiving seasons out of maybe like the top five are ones that he quarterbacked uh calvin johnson's best season and his mvp year and then cooper cups year this last year so to be able to have two historic seasons like that that you're the quarterback for I think it speaks to the level of dominance and you know you can say what you want about oh well you know maybe anybody would do that but no it's like you you still got to do he, it man you know all the that, speculation that, throw that out the window he's yeah, doing it that's he got the, it done it's that's all exactly. history to remember that's all to remember and, and now he won a Super Bowl and and he did have a game-winning drive I fell asleep on so <laughs> so, so that I'll always regret this. Anyway, so but we can we can debate Matthew Stafford and Matt Ryan uh, for the rest of their careers, and we will. But there is one player who played at UGA who is now officially a Hall of Famer. And when we talk about this guy, there is no doubt. Richard Seymour uh, has just been inducted, uh, class of 2022. Um, for most people listening to this podcast, unless you're a bit older than us, uh, we're hitting that 30 threshold right now. He may not be somebody that you remember. You may have heard of him as far as UGA defensive linemen go, but this one is the most decorated, if you didn't know. He uh, was a defensive tackle from 97 to 2000 at UGA, got drafted first round by the New England Patriots uh, in 01. And if you know anything about pro football and the Patriots during that time, that's literally when Tom Brady uh, pulled up and the dynasty got started. So he was a part and really led their defense along with like Teddy Bruschi, Keegan, you mentioned, um, to three Super Bowls. So he's got all the rings, uh, but a couple of his personal accolades. Uh, when he was in college, two-time first-team All-SEC. He was the first-team All-American in 2000. In the NFL, he was a five-time Pro Bowler. I'm sorry, five-time All-Pro, seven-time Pro Bowler. And then he made the all-decade team for the 2000s. So when you put that up to Matt Stafford and Matt Ryan, one MVP, one Super Bowl, I know different positions are different, but you, you hear those accolades? That is, that is Hall of Fame. That is concrete, bulletproof right. Hall of Fame. So when exactly. people make the argument about Matt Stafford and Matt Ryan, it's not hate. It's not hate. When you do stuff like Richard Seymour has done, no one can tell you nothing ever. These guys still have a lot of work to do if they want to be in the class of the legends and Hall of Famers. The thing is, I don't want to start letting anybody in the Hall of Fame because that it you're watering down the criteria to get there. So uh, shout out to Richard Seymour, a damn good dog. And I didn't even realize how prolific his career was. Yeah, I feel like Richard Seymour is one of these guys that hopefully when we get an NCAA game, you know, we can actually play, we can play Max, with on Max. maybe a, an all UGA team or something. And maybe he gets a cut too. So that would be cool. But yeah, I think, I think it's awesome that we have Bulldogs that get hall of fame looks. And it seems like we have, you know, there, there's definitely programs that have more NFL players out there, but you, you know, as far as having hall of famers, 
I think we, I would like to look into this and we can turn, you know, turn the page on that in the next episode and find out for sure. But I think that we're like one of the most storied programs for putting out Hall of Famers and having just the legends, you know. Uh, a lot of people would say Herschel Walker is the best college football player that ever lived. I think it's highly debatable, you know, but it, the it fact is. that that's in, in the fact it's in conversation, mm-hmm. it's in the conversation. And, you know, it's like as bad as the Bulls will ever be, they have Michael Jordan's legacy Always. to lean on. Always. You know, so it's just great for Georgia football, great for the program. And just congratulations to Richard Seymour, a hell of a player. I remember some of the earlier Madden days. I, I know I miss, you know, his Georgia reign. I was didn't really start watching until after, and I know you mentioned him. We're at that 30 threshold. But I do remember playing with him on Madden and making a difference, giving, uh, you know, Jerome Bettis a run for his money yeah. <laughs> on the D line when it, yeah when it I would say to, for so. me personally like, I think Geno Atkins might have been like really when I started like understand like D line play I, that's probably yeah. where I put my personal like Geno Atkins was probably the first so um and you know he came he followed the footsteps of Seymour you, you know that that would have been his like prototype to look at for sure exactly so he, he laid the foundation for that you know next generation of fan and Anyway, so that's this is awesome for the dogs. But I saw I got Cheeto. I got to head out and make a little drive. Do you got hey, any closing remarks? Hey, yeah, no worries, man. Uh, great weekend, great year for for Georgia sport for Georgia sports. Y'all just um appreciate Amen. some appreciate some of the stuff that's gone down because <laughs> if you know Georgia sports, it's not going to happen too often. But uh, Keegan, I appreciate you taking the time. Dog Nation, hey. uh, always always good to be with you. And as always, you're guys, the dog. <laughs> you know what it is, off the leash. Off the leash. I do it for the dogs. I do